Wakey Wakey Upper East Podcasters. It's a love game, but you won't be able to read our poker faces because we're a podcast and we're not pivoting to video anytime soon. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's C. I'm S. And we're Gossip Girls. Why did you and who are we? That's a secret we'll never tell. You know you love us. XOXO. Cause of girls. <laughs> and we are two women of color talking about a white ass show. So white. So white. And this week we're talking about episode 10 of season three. The last days of disco stick. Which comes from the last days of disco. I don't know what that is. Um, say that, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, let me go look it up real quick. Um, the Last Days of Disco. I believe it's a it's a movie actually. I think with um, ooh, uh, oh yeah, with Chloe and Savigny. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. It totally is. It's a movie. Can't, yeah, I, I know this. It's is like, she like, the one that played Danny's wife? Yes. <laughs> is that bad? That's how I know her from the mini project. No, it's fine. It's it's cool. Yeah, she's like in Kids Last and a bunch Day of, of other disco. like. Yeah, she's like a New York. Uh, like uh, it girl for a minute in the mid nineties. The last days of disco stick is an adorable title. Yeah. It's pretty I great. really love that. Yeah. But it was about these club girls who were fresh out of college and trying to find love. But it's really good. Okay. Uh, actually, I enjoy the movie a lot. I don't know why I blanked for a minute. It's, it's fine. A, Cause you've watched a lot of movies and it's really hard to keep them on your head when you can just Google it quickly. So you, you know what? It's kind of like an array. So you have like a position in an array. You can know how to find it but you don't know what the value is, but you know how to get to the value. Thank you for bringing geometry into this. I love it. It's, no, it's not geometry. It's I, code. I know. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the Netflix description. It is code. I know that. I'm going to grad school for it. I know. <laughs> anyway, what's the Netflix description? Dan and Olivia, or Delivia, <laughs> as we are now going to call them for the rest of the series. <laughs> they sign up to write in a, and star in a school play. Based on an idea by Blair and directed by Vanessa, Lady Gaga performs. Ooh, this is, is this the first episode where you have like a big celebrity performing on the show? I feel like it is. It is the first episode where there's a big celebrity, but you've known other musicians that have performed on the show. Like the last episode, I think the plasticines, you knew that. Right, but like they were, you know, they're not, they're not like Lady Gaga. Yeah, and like you, you knew the person that married uh, Rufus and Oh yeah, Sonic Youth. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I like lied. there's, there's been like, uh, like I don't know them and like yeah. many mainstream people or people who don't pay attention to music. Right, like right. But like Lady Gaga is like arguably like the biggest yeah. had on oh, the yeah. show especially this is like her like peak Lady Gaga I feel like this is right before she got really big yeah this is like this is like right when she was yeah. like, Bad Romance had just came out oh like it was like the summer hit of 2009 and people were like freaking out oh my that god was a good time good time to be alive yeah so Lady Gaga like she's sort of relevant I feel like she Lady Gaga has uh, a lot of problematic uh, like first responses like her initial responses are often very problematic and like i don't know i i feel like she's a little she's a little bit like serena in that she's disconnected from reality (laughs) and so i I feel like she's like i live in lady gaga land and serena lives in serena land they're sort of similar but they're very different from our world yeah but i you know i still root for um for lady gaga i like lady gaga i like her a lot i used to be really into lady gaga so much that like i made a album cover of myself where i was wearing a black hoodie (gasps) And these sunglasses that I had glued like gemstones oh to. Oh my god, that's awesome! Yeah, that had like it was like the I think the Fame album cover. Mm-hmm. 
That's awesome. I went to New York. Yeah, it was a fame. So um, when I, um, so one of my best friends, I'm from high school, and like we're still good friends now. I don't consider her my best friends anymore. But like anyway, she um, best friends a tear. It is a tear. You know what? Fuck it. She's one of my oldest friends. Um, she uh, had gotten us tickets to see Lady Gaga in New York at Radio City Music Hall during this time, mm. and it was incredible. Like she had like a like a cab on stage, and she smashed the window. Yeah, and it was awesome. It was I, so I saw great. her in concert too, and it's like her in concert it was, is performance is so amazing because it's less like a concert and more it's like a performance. It felt like I was at For a play. Sure. Exactly, it's like, it's it's like, like theater. Her trying to get to the Monster Ball. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. the one I went to the one in I think 2011. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was like the, I think the Fame Monster Tour. Yeah. It was like the second, mm-hmm. the second album. Right, tour. yeah. Yeah, on, yeah, on the second album tour, too. Yeah. But yeah, it was like 2000. I probably saw the same concert in yeah. different places. Yeah, it was great. It was yeah. really fun. And then she used to go to like uh, gay clubs afterwards and like do like after shows. And, oh my God. And she, like, and I, we got, and we like, um, right after the concert, we went over to Splash, which is like a famous gay club in um, the Lower East Side. And it was really fucking fun. Oh, that's amazing. It was super fun. Um, So yeah, that kind of like coincides with like what's going on in this episode. It's very theatrical. This whole episode oh, is very goodness. theatrical. Yeah, so as, as we know, uh, uh, Dan Delivia sign up oh to rain. I am. You know what? This is the hill I'm going to die on. Delivia forever. <laughs> you will die alone. <laughs> That's very true. No, oh. I'll be there besides you. Thank fine. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Everyone, share agrees with me. Delivia is the real deal. All right. <laughs> I know. I you heard it here first. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So in the last episode. Uh, there were certain threesome activities that transpired between Dan, Delivia, and Vanessa yes. for some reason yeah. because of a BuzzFeed list. I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> BuzzFeed adjacent. Fifteen um, things you need to do before you graduate. Yeah, and it was uh, ripped from the headlines, oh as uh, as Vanessa had eloquently said. But it was, I think, like a Village Voice kind of article about. Uh, things you should do as a freshman or whatever whatever kind of things you need to do in in college experience in college word and so dan is feeling feeling hella frisky that morning he's like perky he's like i am raindrops keep falling on my head basically he's feeling himself yeah he has not felt himself ever because he's not one with confidence (laughs) as a famed literary liar once told oprah memory is subjective top of the morning Or rather, he is like the guy who has confidence undercover. Yeah, you know how he is. Yeah, he's like Toby Maguire in Spider Man Two. I love that part. <laughs> with, with that's the phrase frames. Weapons worrying me. That's like that's how I imagine Dan Absolutely. Humphrey in this episode. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh, so good. Yeah, so he's like literally high fiving people on the street. He's yeah. like, "What's up?" I had a threesome. I had a threesome. and I had disco stick everywhere. Yeah. Ugh, gross. Oh, I know. I'm so grossed out. I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, man. I just blew out my 
earphones a little bit. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, Get new ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Dan is hella hyped about the fact that he, you know, got some um, got some strange besides his girlfriend. He got some strange? Yeah. Okay, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Um, <laughs> he got some I love you. (laughs) Put some stank on it. Um, Oh, God, it's getting worse. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's getting worse. It's really bad. Um, So he hooked up with Olivia, obviously, but also his very best friend, Vanessa, of many, many years. Who used to like him, I think. Yeah, in the first season, Vanessa definitely harbored a a crush on him. And when she found out that Serena was his his, uh, true affection, uh, she was feeling a little salty and a little kind of... uh, not sure what to do because she kind of came back to New York to be with him or potentially, you know, kind of go after Dan a little bit. And mm-hmm. when she found out he was already kind of like in a relationship or like starting a relationship with Serena, you know, those early episodes in season one, Vanessa kind of just like retreated back and kind of just like, see his friendship. So like, I feel like so much happens in this show that like, I forget about things like, yeah. you know, now that Dan is like hot and heavy and like not even interacting with Serena, you forget that they dated. I know. You know, you forget that they had like two seasons. You of, forget like, that Vanessa had a crush on Dan. You forget. Like, it was so, it was like such a huge part of season one. I exactly. think. Exactly. I forgot. Like, yeah. It's like a fundamental part of Vanessa's character was that she was childhood friends with Dan. Yeah. always harbored this crush on him. And now, he and her, you know, hooked up. It was very arbitrary how it happened. It wasn't something. There was not real any build up. There was any kind of lead. It just happened. They were like, let's just let's just do this. Just hook up. Yeah. And they did. And Dan is very excited of the fact that he, you know, did it. Like this experience that he, you know, had. it's very important I experience. I am such a college student. I am I'm such Dan Humphrey, and I'm I am such a player. The most college out of all the men here. I I out college everybody. <laughs> I wear a deep. I neck. graduated college <laughs> I, with a degree in threesomes. Yeah, I wear a deep V. <laughs> Sometimes I wear blazers and my pants fit awkwardly. I'm um, so cool. So <laughs> awesome. God. My hair just keeps on growing. So I like his hair right now. Oh, I hate his hair this season. Okay. Uh, it's so gross. It's like very like I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, so he tells Nate about it, and Nate's like, you're a you fucking idiot. fucking moron. Oh, yeah. Just me, Olivia, Vanessa, two girls, four boobs, one Dan Humphrey. Oh, how, how awesome am I? stupid can you be? What? Buddy, okay, I know things. I, I've been to Europe. Chuck Bass is my best friend. Uh, All right, the third person is supposed to be a stranger. So the fact that it was Vanessa is what made it so fun. Okay, the problem is, during a threesome, there's always a twosome and a onesome going on. You know what? The onesome was not so bad. Okay, you may have enjoyed the show, but let's face it, Vanessa is very vocal. Couldn't have been easy for Olivia to hear all that. No, you know what? Olivia was fine. We talked the next morning, and so was Vanessa. I mean, I haven't really seen her much, but uh, I'm, I'm sure she is. Why are you being such a buzzkill? Because you're lucky to have both of them in your life. All right, not only do I not have a girlfriend, ever since Serena and I stopped speaking, I don't even have a girlfriend either. You had both, and you blew it. And Nate, yet again, I feel like, especially in this episode, he's such like... Such a good supporting character. He's such a good supporting character. Like, I don't know why they gave him, you know, so much to do. Like, they should just keep him as, like, a nice, yeah. you know, um, backboard, like, ba- like um, bounced ideas and, like, plot theories on. And, like, but judge he, all the other characters and yeah, tell them they're dumb. I love he it. He shines in this. Ugh. But he has, like, no real redeeming qualities for himself to stand alone and stand on at all. And they try to in this episode. We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. 
so yeah so nate is like bringing him back down to earth he's like dude this my is guy, stupid this was a terrible idea because like why would you have a threesome with your girlfriend and then also your best friend yeah like you he's like you should bring a nobody into this some yeah, random strange him. you have a strange the third one's always a stranger get some strange yes exactly. is that what you said yeah yeah exactly get some strange get some strange and so uh dan's like no it's totally fine you know vanessa's cool and so he sees her and he's like there's vanessa now and so he um he offers let's go see morrissey you know we've seen morrissey a bunch it's like our fifth time seeing them let's go see him together and vanessa's like okay sure all right and there's like some awkwardness there yeah inclu- including ending the conversation with a very awkward hug that's Ugh. like more like a like two bodies just like shaking each other not really like a, a <laughs> two bodies hug. in in uh embrace and yes. he's like he's basically just like Next shaking her yes yeah it's very awkward it's like a body shake i am really... definitely hugging you like a normal person i am very normal right now yeah it's 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 exactly that and we're all feeling the tension and or the awkwardness it's... including nate going like so that wasn't awkward at all fam. nope it wasn't awkward at all you did a bad job dan it is all his fault it is but like that's most of the show i feel like yeah it's dan's fault they should just rename the show gossip girl to it's dan's fault (laughs) classic dan i hate all the male characters on this show same um so except for nate when he's in the supporting role yeah nate (laughs) is a delight when he's in the supporting role if he's a main character it's totally boring but um he has expressed interest in wanting to apply to the tish playwright program why he like he, has, he he was in one play in college high school and he didn't write it he also slept with his teacher in the closet oh my god i forgot about that miss Carr. yeah like he has no real interest like why would he want to be a playwright what, what is there's that? no there's no reason that he should want to be a playwright because he writes essays mm-hmm. and playwriting is completely different and also this dude's never written a play before yeah and it just feels like uh well like it just makes sense because like, uh, it's a good person. Because I'm white. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. White dude. Yeah, like um my dad told me he believed in me and I can do anything I want. Yeah, Rufus does believe in Dan, which is like kind of normal, I guess. But like, uh, don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't believe, believe in Dan. Don't believe in your kids. Yeah, and, it's bad. Especially your kids like Dan. <laughs> Dan already believes in himself. You don't need to tell so him much. that you believe in him. He, yeah, he doesn't need that kind of um you know uh praise. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hate Dan. I'm not a fan. Uh, but um yeah. anyway, so he wants to bring he, so he wants to apply to the Tish writing program and Hillary um wow, I'm closer Hillary. Olivia Delivia. She, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't stop saying it. I know okay. you hate it now. I love, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, Olivia, she's feeling a little bit threatened about what's going on with her like, between the three of them, and yeah, uh, Blair also find uh, also wants to join Tish. Uh, again, for unknown reasons. I think that she just wants to be part of an exclusive club. And I think that the most exclusive oh. club in NYU is the Tish Kids. So they're very clicky. That makes I know this, so much more sense. I know sense. this for like a fact because um, as I've spoken about it on numerous occasions, I went to the school for grad school. I went to the Steinhardt School for education. So I was never around the Tish Kids. But I did see the Tish Kids like, you know, <laughs> gallivanting around campus sometimes when I was coming out of class. And they're very clicky. They always hang out with like theater kids and they do their own thing and i went to a couple of performances but like i don't know they're just up theater kids just being theater kids being very over um over excited about literally everything so <laughs> i was like this is a lot i'm gonna go home i'm going back to my, I'm going back to my apartment and watch netflix so um 
she wants to be part of this exclusivity and she's getting the cold soldier. Yeah. So like all the Tish um, people who are, as Cher said, very clicky, are very clicky in this show. Extremely clicky. It was like spot on. Yeah. So uh, they're like, they're being really like, uh, what's the word for look downy? Snobby. Yeah, they're being really snobby at her. And they're like, you can't join our exclusive club. And she's like, well, yes, I can. And they're they're talking about like their play. And then somehow Lady Gaga comes up and they're like, uh, we couldn't get Lady Gaga to come. Well, Lady Gaga is an alumni of Tish. Oh, that's right. And they were trying to, so essentially they were trying to get, because um, they, have, they have like this, you know, um, annual cabaret that yeah. they put on, this school puts on. And they want to get as many alumni as possible in the audience. And apparently one of the students reached out to Lady Gaga's press people and they hadn't gotten back to him yet. And so the least you can do is email me back. He's like very like up in arms about that. How dare you? I am a Tish person. I am 18. I deserve respect. I'm a grown ass man. And that's that's basically how I felt. I was like, fam. I am 18. I am an adult legally. Yes. I Technically, I am an adult. Put some spec on my name, please. So it just felt like you're a child. No one gives a shit. Yeah. But why do all these Tish people look like they're thirty? Because they are thirty. Yeah. I felt like they look. They looked really old. They look. Like, you know. They look hella old. Yeah. They're they're sad. a hard eighteen. <laughs> yeah. They're supposed to be anyway. Indeed. So Blair is overhearing that. She's like, uh, "Well, my stepfather." Um, you know Cyrus Rose. He's a he's a famous entertainment lawyer attorney. And he <laughs> and him and Lady Laga they go way back. And the main guy who I forgot his name. He do, do they Chad? I don't know. Sure, I don't. He doesn't. I don't know. I feel like his name is mentioned, but who cares? Um, he, you know, kind of like pushes her aside a bit and it's like you know yeah whatever you know if i care about your opinion i would ask you it was very like you know how dare you join my conversation that i did not ask you to be part of this is it's a, a very blair thing to yeah do, to be, it's like to this is an ab conversation serial like it was very like, yeah yeah it was very uh standoffish and blair's like trying to prove herself to it she's like i can get lady gaga to talk to me and the guy's like, do you know who my father is? And her father is. And when this thing came out, I was like, no. Yeah. So this this person's name is Willa Weinstein. Which uh, we don't have to go into that. No, we don't. To, but that's, but all that's what her name is. So, you can Google Weinstein if you want. Yeah. But not on the show. Um, and so, yeah, Blair, she's trying really hard to get part of this. But so she said, well, I want to be part of this cabaret. I love cabaret. I want to do this. Um, and so she has to find a way to get involved. So, um, cause apparently it's invite only to this cabaret and she wants to get an invite. So she approaches Olivia because she figures that Olivia has some cachet being a celebrity or whatever. They don't, as, as Blair said, they don't care if your ancestors made pumpkin pie and a Mayflower. They just want to know if you got, you know, some sort of like, tickets to the, the, the premiere for a leader of or something like to that effect i don't think she's those in her verbatim but like they don't care like your ancestry is from the mayflower they just want to know if you're like you know can get them into a great a-list party or some shit like that yeah so she so so at this point dan has invited vanessa to a morrissey concert right. which is like that's a thing they do together, I guess. Yeah, they, this is like our fifth time seeing Morrissey yeah. since like twelve. And so uh Hildoff is like Olivia is like, Oh, you know, can I bring Dan? Right. Like 
he's part of this. Can he be part of this? And so, like, um, since he's applying to the program, I think it like, kind of makes sense. And uh, and Hillary Duff, or sorry, Olivia. Yeah. Olivia, not Hillary, is, you know, still shook about the Yeah, she's really threatened. It's a weird thing to be in. I'm sh- I've never been in a threesome, but I'm sure either. it's weird. I have not either. I feel um, like it sounds terrible. It's not like... And the aftermath just seems awful. Like, having sex with someone is weird enough. it seems very confusing. Yes! Um, also, um, if I were to be in one, it would be two dudes. It would not be two women. I don't yep, know. Absolutely. I, w- I would just, like, constantly push her away. <laughs> You're not part of this. You're not part of this. Um, and I feel weird, like, don't touch me. Or, like, or I would feel, like, extremely judged because I would, like, I would be in stark comparison to this other woman's body. Let us talk about our fantasy threesome. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Let me crack my knuckles. Let's get into it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do so not want to talk Pine, about that. So, Chris Pine, me. And oh, my God. Else. Chris Pine and Chris Evans. I am extremely here for that. I'm going to do that. Or, no, Chris Pine and Chris Messina. Oh, no. They're similar. No, you know I'm going to do Chris Pine and Chris Evans. I'm no, gonna... Chris Pine and Chris Evans. You know what? Because yeah. they're similar height. Oh, they're so good. Yep. Yeah. It would also be, like, nice if they kissed each other. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what they're all doing this for, too. Like, yeah. you want to also see them make out. Oh, my God. Obviously. So nice. I want, I want I a front row seat to that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> front row seat to this. Let's this, this obviously ship it. Oh, my God. I, I, ship, I ship Chris Pine and Chris Evans together. I very much so, too. They're so similar. They're, so they're both white named Chris, and they're also both playing characters named Steve in superhero movies. I almost said their last names were Trees, but that was wrong. Cause I, for oh, yes. The Evan Green Tree. <laughs> the Evan Green Tree. <laughs> I have I have this like dream to get uh, a Christmas tree and like put a thing of Chris Pine at the top and be a pine tree. Your Christmas pine tree. Yes, my Christmas pine tree. Yes. Oh, oh. My god, like Wreath Witherspoon. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> exactly like Wreath Witherspoon. But it's great though. I love it. Then he can show up in my dreams and tell me that I need to get my life together. It's okay. Oh. I can also say that to you if you want me to. Oh, thank you. I would appreciate that. I can that. be the Chris Pine in your life. Oh, my God. <laughs> Will you be my Chris Pine, baby? I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> sorry, that kind of run off the road a little bit. That's fine. Uh, that's our that's our fantasy threesome. Two Chris's and us. Oh, my God. Oh, that sounds like a movie. Two Chris's and a share. Two Chris's and a bay. <laughs> like, what? Like like three like three men and a baby. Two Chris's and a bay. <laughs> oh, boy. I like it. Okay. I would watch that movie. I would. I watched it twice. I would produce that movie. Oh my gosh, okay. And you can star in it. Excellent. Perfect. We did it. We did it. Everyone, <laughs> please throw funding at our amazing please. ideas. Absolutely. This is not a porno, I repeat. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a porno. I mean, there will be the X-rated version, obviously. We're just like me mostly crying, but. Yeah. You know, it's chill. Um, okay, so. Uh, Hilda. <laughs> AKA Olivia, she is wrangled Dan into this uh, cabaret, and that kind of stops the uh, Morrissey train that's happening with him and Vanessa. Yeah, so Olivia like ends up so she's feeling very threatened, which kind of makes sense because uh, they've had like uh, Dan and Vanessa have a ton of history, so much history, and so she ends up lying to Vanessa, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Hey, you know." This didn't just happen yesterday, this opportunity for Dan. This has been planned for months. Right. And Vanessa's like, oh. Yeah, there's like a, there's like a definite tilt to like her disappointment for sure. Yeah. And um, 
you know, I think, Dan is like really now. Dan's like pretty invested in this because like this is good. This is pretty cool. Because Dan always is always looking out for number one. Absolutely, he's always looking for Dan. Yeah, like, and he's also just like the worst in comparison in the way that like he is oblivious to any kind of thing going on with him romantically. Like, yeah, he never knows anyone's interested. Oh my god! Last yeah, minute, which is something I relate to with Dan. Actually, I never know anyone's interested me until the very last. Oh, <gasps> sure. Too late. And then either like your true love has been sitting across from you this whole time in yeah. this podcasting room. It's me. Oh, or like I like or I think about a guy that I talked to like two years ago. I'm like, oh, he liked me, didn't he? <laughs> but that happens to me constantly. It's so bad. Um, it's okay. Eh, it's whatever. It's fine. It's, I'll die alone. fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. I'm fine being. <laughs> I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> anyway, tell me how you really feel. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning when I wake up, I say I'm fine, but I'm lying to myself. I'm always lying. Um, yeah, so, okay, so the scenario here is a little bit murky. So there's a Tish cabaret happening. The theme, inexplicably, is Snow White. Well, it's fairy tales. Oh, it's fairy tales, sorry. But with a modern twist. Yes, modern fairy tales. Yeah, exactly. And Blair is producing for some reason. Well, she's shoehorned her way into it because she, like, Knows. wanted to get... Yeah. She wanted to get down it, and she, like, threatened... Not threatened, but, like, she, like, put her... She blared. She blared her way into it through <laughs> Olivia. And so, like, now Olivia is in cahoots with Blair, at least ostensibly, that she is partnering with her to get part of this cabaret. And uh dan's also in it he is writing it and also starring, starring in it, it inexplicably again yeah i guess because they don't know any other men who can yeah. be in the role, i guess mm. but so essentially they're making a new version of snow white where olivia is snow white blair is the uh old witch who again um, why is she starring in it she's produced like what i don't know I don't know, but I guess we didn't have enough people to this want to is, participate. Oh my god, there are so many people at NYU that want to act in things. I guarantee Maybe it. Maybe it's a SAG thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe everyone's Maybe. too SAG eligible or whatever Indeed. that means. Um. So yeah. So Blair is the wicked old witch, and she is like the old pop star who is fading out. Whereas Olivia's character is the Snow White character, going to who's like a new pop star that. Um, the prince for, or as um, Prince Charming, no, Prince from uh, Charming Records, as he called it. He said, he's Oh a, my God. He's a record adorable trying to find the new hot thing. And the four minions are the the dwarf boy band. Boy I band. like it's her new minions too. It's her yeah. new, new, weird, like off brand minions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The, 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 yeah, exactly. Off brand. The generic <laughs> brand of her minions. Oh my god! And it's really funny. So that's and it's all inspired by Lady Gaga's music. Yeah. So uh, it's it's a very very awkward situation, and Vanessa and Olivia are just like, and Vanessa's so directing it. Aw- yeah. Why is Vanessa ends up directing it because she, I guess, finds out about it and and I guess so makes part of make it amends now. now. We like brought her in. Yeah. So she, so she couldn't because she couldn't do the uh, Morrissey thing with him anymore. It's so awkward. I mean like imagine having a threesome with someone and being that awkward. Like I'm awkward if I say something slightly wrong. Yeah. Um, like oh, I was like slight. I said something slightly weird to you. I'm not going to talk to you for three weird three weeks. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember this one time at work um, at a job I had last year. I was like I was like you know uh, working a contract job for like a, a couple of weeks working on a project and um 
That's another thing over there. Anyway, there was a cute guy in the office. Oh my god! And he like would say something like, "Hey, what's up?" He like talked to me. It was really nice. And you'd be like, "Hi," and you're like, "Did I say that weird?" No, it was worse. Oh no! So like I was like, "Hi," and he was like really like it was like a genuine hi to you. It wasn't like kind of like a nice like whatever. It was like, "Oh, how's it going?" Like he like seemed interested at least. And I was like, "Hey," and we we're passing by, and then I went into the men's bathroom. So like this oh, is things that happen to girl. be constantly. That's yeah. So that's the kind of awkward that I am into the world. Like I would see somebody like, "Hey, what's up?" And then just like this wouldn't have been a problem if bathrooms weren't gendered. Yes, exactly. But they were definitely gendered in this office, and it sucked. And he definitely saw me going to the men's bathroom. Yeah. So I had and like you just didn't, you just you left that job immediately because <laughs> pretty much like it's terrible. I mean, granted, that was like one week left of that job. I was like, excellent. Bye. I, just, I don't go to the bathroom anymore, or like speak to, or like my desk, and I didn't. Oh my weird. god, it's so awkward when that happens. You're like, oh, I I said something really weird. Uh, I don't know what your reaction to this was in your head, so I'm just gonna assume it was the worst reaction. <laughs> and just never speak to you again. Exactly. Just avoid contact. Eye yeah. Contact or avoid all kinds of interaction i still have like i still have uh residual embarrassment like of things that i said months and months ago and i'm like oh my god i just remember this really embarrassing thing i did what if they also just remembered it too and like like are weird i mean yeah years for me it's awful i still still think about things i did in high school i'm like oh my god i know like how dare i and that was like over a decade ago i'm like like, oh my god literally no one but you remembers right and like they would never remember me yeah but i'm like oh my god i can't believe i said i can't so one this is like something that that's really embarrassing to me but when i was in uh 10th grade in geometry we had to like write something about math on an index card then read it out loud for our teacher because he was about to retire and just didn't give a fuck and so my friend alex told me to write uh you should say you invented math so i wrote i invented math and then i said i invented math when we went to my turn and it didn't make any sense and i couldn't stop laughing during it and then i was embarrassed for three weeks afterwards that's so funny it was so awkward that's so funny i invented math (laughs) did i (laughs) this is i think this is like right when al gore had said i invented the internet (laughs) so i think that's like what it happened i love this timestamp. that's beautiful Oh man, I was I was in seventh grade when that happened. Uh, yeah, a lot of time. Yeah, that's that's approximately when that happened. He didn't like say he invented the internet, but he implied he heavily implied it. He did. Oh, I definitely like. I mean, look look at my Twitter. Of course, I fucking invented the internet. <laughs> it's pretty lit. Yeah. Um. So I might say no. You know what? I might leave it on the table. I'm not gonna say that. No. Lataf, what were you gonna say? I was I well like what happened was is like I was like tell me your thought process. I was gonna try to use the WWW and say really, really, really. That's not a W. That's an R. <laughs> I'm so sorry, listeners. I had one cider. And I'm oh drunk. God, yeah, we were <laughs> drunk. It's fine. We had we had a drink because um yeah. Anyway um yeah okay so uh. Cool. So it's awkward as fuck between Olivia and uh, and um, Olivia Vanessa and Olivia. It's very awkward. It's been one day. It's been one day. Imagine, imagine doing like the most embarrassing thing and then having to like interact with that person the next day. Look, it's normal. Ugh. Oh, grim. So actually, it's, it's been more than a day. I feel like it's been like a week. Oh, it's been a minute. But like Dan's still like on riding on cloud nine. I guess. Indeed. So. Um, he's, you know, feeling himself quite a bit and it's awkward now. And Dan's trying to alleviate that stress by like, you know, trying alleviate to alleviate s- that stress. Yep. Yep. Get it? I, Olivia- oh, okay. oh yeah. I get it. Should I explain it? No. 
<laughs> to make it funnier. Um, so he's trying to alleviate <laughs> that stress, but it's like going full into the, the play. And Blair's impressed with the play, but also she's like, don't get full of yourself. Like, you know, you still have to like deal with your subpar acting, which is facts. I love when Blair cuts deep Fucking into when she Dan. blares she blares all over the place Fantastic. i love using blair as a verb i I'm want to, i think we should start using that as a verb all the time i'm here for it she blares her way into it i'm into it yeah and so um blair also figures out there is some weird tension going on she's like i'm not sure what this vibe is but i'm not into this weird energy what is going on are you bozos have a threesome or something oh god how stupid can you be the third person is always supposed to be a stranger. Blair, look, this is my mess. I can, I'm, I'm going to go talk to the girls. In which order? Hmm? Exactly. You're going to have to tech out by yourself. I have an army to build, a school to take over, and girls to blackmail. And she found, she figures out that there was a threesome, and so she uses it to blackmail both her, both Vanessa and uh, Olivia to getting back into the play because they both show resistance. They don't actually want to do it. Oh, my God. The Dan's like, you should all do it. Um, they're showing resistance and so she uses Olivia to say like I'm gonna put your story on TMZ you know and gossip girl I'm gonna fuck up all your shit and and Olivia's like okay fine whatever I'll do it God like leave me alone why are you here (laughs) Like, like she looks so like Olivia looks like so like why do I even know you like why do you speak to me like I feel like Olivia's too nice of a human being so I feel like she's if, also an actor. Yeah, exactly. She's an actress. Like if if I was an actress, I would not even be dealing with these little basic ass little kids. Anyway, but she loves Dan. She does love Dan. She really does love Dan. So there is some tension afterwards. Um, Olivia feels like she's kind of now been wrangled into this thing that she created. Like she wanted to make it so that her and Dan were separated from Vanessa and then Blair put herself into it and then brought in Vanessa and now Vanessa and Olivia are together and then she don't be around Vanessa anymore and now Blair put her back together with Vanessa threatening to expose her on TMZ and now they're all twisted and weird and Olivia hates this because she you know feels threatened for a specific reason and we find out during the play uh, that Olivia you know she's like just she can't handle it and she leaves and she explains to Dan that, you know, I'm not upset because of the way that Vanessa was with you. I'm so with the way you were with Vanessa. <gasps> and, you know, they had talked about how like memory, you know, they, like um, like the overarching thing of this episode is kind of like how memory is skewed and like having unreliable narratives. And Dan, you know historically is not as not as a very unreliable narrator <laughs> he um misconstrues every scenario he never he's constantly confused he's so dumb and he's just he doesn't know how to interact with human beings he's just he should, not great at that he should work on that he should he definitely should see a counselor or something about that stuff like it's not healthy so you know, Olivia brings to his attention, like, you were the one who was really into Vanessa. Like, it wasn't Vanessa who was, like, you know, pushing me aside because there was, like, a, there was, like, a one-off or, like, you see, like, it's kind of like it's Olivia. It's a flashback to the threesome right. where, like, you can see Dan, like, going at Vanessa and, like, right. pushing Olivia out. Right, but, like, his perspective, he thought Olivia thought threatened about Vanessa because she's, like, on top of Dan and then you see Vanessa just, like, pulverize uh, um, Olivia off of her uh, of Dan's body and then like straddles him yeah but in hindsight well yeah in hindsight it's actually Dan making a move towards Vanessa yep 
and overshadowing Olivia to the point where she felt like she was being cast aside to her boyfriend. So Olivia kind of brought this to Jan's attention. And he's kind of like, ah. Oh. It's like that. It's like that gif of that guy, like kind of by the realization, like what? <laughs> wow, man, you talking some nonsense. So Dan's like now he's like trying to like. Am I in love with her? Right, and so like now that like and then Olivia leaves, so like there's no in the middle of the play. The play. So uh, Dan, you know, he is on stage during the the performance, and Blair is backstage, and she's like, "We got to continue this." And so she pushes Vanessa on stage and says, "Like you're still right now." Yeah, and so and she has had a plastic surgery and completely plastic surgery, right? And everybody loves it. Like, ha ha, it's hilarious. Commentary, right? And uh, she bites the and she does the apple martini, which is supposed to be the apple, but the apple, the apple martini drinks that, and then she's like, "Oh, you know, that's cute!" And then she like passes out, and then she gets awakened by uh, Dan's kiss. <gasps> and when he leans over to kiss her, he is reverted back to the flashback of the moment when he kissed Vanessa, and it goes back to this like threesome moment, and realizes there I is some do. stirring, there is some feeling stirring. There are the some disco stick feelings Yikes. stirring. <laughs> I don't care. All right, we're going. We're going head first. The this. disco stick is the the, <laughs> the stick that is used to stir the pot. Right? I don't know. Sure. I'm sorry. Let's 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 let's, let's go right. Let's lean into this as much. As I possible. don't care. Whatever. <laughs> so when that happened um, after the, the play, he sees when that, he sees Olivia, and he's like, "Why did you leave?" She's like, "I wanted to see what would happen." if you actually were confronted with your true feelings with Vanessa and the kiss, and he was like, why would you do that? He's like, I know you have feelings for her. <gasps> she is all-knowing. Imagine yeah. imagine being in a situation where you're like, my boyfriend's in love with someone else, so I'm going to like make him see that rather than just being like, I hate you, I'm going to dump you. Yeah, see, like that's some that's shit. like weird. Yeah, it's also like so much extra work. Just dump his. Yeah, ass and like do something else. But I think don't like, waste time to making him happy. Like, exactly. don't care. And so, relation tip. Yeah, don't don't. Nothing needs to be added there. Just don't. Um, so <laughs> Olivia, at this point, she you know in the previous episode she was up going to the the um. The knights of the the uh, vampire knights. What's it called? What's uh, it? Endless knights. Endless night series. We're gonna have the fourth edition, but then that got backburnered to you know college. <laughs> but not well. The the the, the, the movies didn't get. Ha- it's not happening anymore. Oh yeah. But Casey, her publicist, is sending her all these scripts, and one came up called "Bitches of Westwick," which <laughs> I would absolutely fucking watch. Bitches it, of Westwick. It's supposed to be like Heather's, but w- w- witches, and I'm like, oh uh, yes, please, yes, always. And of course, it's a pun from "Witches of Westwick," which was like an actual movie with Cher in it. Which I, really, yeah, oh, awesome. Yeah, it's dope. Um, and so. She apparently read the script and said, it's not bad. It's actually pretty good. And then she's going to like do it for the rest, for the next semester, but she'll be back in the fall. So that kind of leaves the door open for Hillary to come back. But as she... far as you know, that is curtains for Olivia. Delivia. Delivia. Goodbye, Delivia. Delivia is over. So uh, you want to give a, a little goodbye uh, signage to Olivia. Let the rain fall down and awake my, my dreams. dreams. Let, Let it wash away my, my damn feelings. 
Cause I wanna feel a Humphrey, I wanna scream. Let the rain fall down. I'm gonna be single leave. now. I'm gonna leave. Yeah. So Dan Humphrey. So uh, <laughs> curtains on Delivia. It's been Goodbye. real. It's been brief, but it's, it's been, been real. When it's all been said and done, it's been real. It's been fun. Indeed. That was my high school graduation slogan. Wow. That was bad. It was really bad. I don't remember my high school slogan. Was it a thing? Probably not. I don't know. High school stupid. When it's all been said and done, it's been real. It's been fun. Mm. I don't remember ours. I don't think we had one. Um, one go to Serena. Yeah. Yeah, Serena. Oof. Some things. Serena. So Serena in the past few episodes has been like slowly awkwardly developing feelings for uh triple Vanderbilt. Triple underscore. <laughs> triple underscore VDW. Ugh. No, VDB. VDB. I just did VDW for Serena. Yeah, yeah. Avi. Avi. They're both Vanders. Yeah. It's confusing. It is confusing. One has a space, one doesn't. Oh. Interesting. It's very strange. Vander Woodson. Yeah. Yeah. So she, uh, I don't know. She's like. She's still technically this new media associate, which. I, uh, which no one I'll knows. Ask- that's not a real job. Well, it's it's not it's a it's a real job. It's, it's not a, a it's, real Serena job. Is what I'm trying to say. It's not even that. It's like a real job, but someone who's not 18 fucking years old should yeah. be doing it. Um, she has like no experience at all. So, yeah. So she's like still part of the media team at the campaign, not the campaign, but for this congressman's office now. And they are moving to D.C. in the next couple of weeks because he's a congressman. He's a congressman, but like initially they're supposed to be moving to D.C. in January, but they're moving it up because his wife Maureen wants to get there before the holidays to like get to all the networking events and all these, you know, um, Washington D.C. society folks. They want to be part of that whole uh, realm of uh, society, which is a th- definitely a thing. Yeah. So. Uh, Serena is still harboring all these emotions about what's happening the last week or last week. Nothing's like moment. actually happened. But, but they like, definitely have like some tension. Yeah. Sexual tension is. I think he touched her face or something. He like that. touched her wrist. Oh right, her scar. Her scar that he made her made her like when she was like nine. Or something oh, he gave her that scar. He gave her that oh, scar. Dump him. I mean, well, they're like date him first and then dump him anyway. Ugh, it's just gross. Like Ugh. it's like it's like it's like really residual. Like all this like builds up pent up emotion. It's happened for a number of years. Yeah. And um, Serena is very confused, which is pretty easy to do. But she's <laughs> literally do anything. I'm confused I'm about confused. my feelings because I never process them because I live in Serena land. Indeed. And so Serena, she doesn't really know what to do. So she reaches out to Nate. and she's Because, like, you know, Nate. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they, he they've is, like they've been in a fight though, haven't they? They have been in a fight. Like that's still like there's still residual saltiness about all the shit that went down with Carter Basin and like and the him, Buckleys, the the picture. Yeah. So, you know, he hasn't really. They really haven't come to terms with that. So they've been kind of off distance. And Nate had mentioned that with Dan like early in the episode. Like I don't really have a girl. I have a girlfriend right now, but I also don't have even a girl as a friend because me and Serena aren't talking anymore. Yeah. So he's feeling kind of like out of the loop as far as like you know friendship, friendship or like companionship. So anything. right. So like My Serena came to him friends, and she's do like, not let him manipulate you. He was the one behind the Hudson thing. Who else could it be? Hello, Nate. I'm sorry, Mom. Yeah, I'd love to hear your new information, but um, 
Listen, I gotta go. I'll call you later, okay? I know I'm not your favorite person right now, but it's me, Nate, and, and there's no one else I can talk to about this. I, uh... I think I may be about to get involved with a married man. Why am I the only one you can talk to? Because it's Trip. Uh, you know, she she's like, uh, I might be, ha I might have an affair with a married man who's like, why do you come to me? Like, because it's Trip. Yeah, and so she she pulls her like traditional. I'm scared. Exactly. I don't I'm want to scared, change. Nate. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah, her yeah. her her statements are like never like they're they're always declarative and then like never like there's no actionable items. Yeah, there's there's like... there's nothing there's nothing like there's no depth to her her statements. Yeah, ever. And she never really has any real real way to like solve them. She's just like this is the thing that I'm, I'm feeling right now. Someone scared. please help me because I don't know what to do. I live in Serena Land and my rules don't transfer over to the real world. Clearly, and so. Nate and her kind of like dissect what's going on, like what happened here, and she's like, "I haven't he's felt married." He's like, "He's married." He's like, I haven't felt this way about a boy since I saw Jude Law and Alfie, and I was like, "Girl, no." What? <laughs> Jude Law sucks. She said that. <laughs> she did say that. Oh verbatim. boy. She's like, my like my heart pumps out of my body like it just I, like his heart lowest gets a beat whenever I'm around him. Like I shake. He's just like I weak in the knees. I'm like, okay, girl. He's You're okay. 18 and you just have too many hormones, probably. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's like, were well, you just talking about Carter Basin? And then I like, I miss Carter. <laughs> I miss Carter Basin. Uh, I miss Carter Basin so much. He was so pretty. Did I tell you I recently watched half of the second Captain America and he's very hot in it? He's so hot. So hot. Oh, my God. So beautiful. I love you, especially Sam. He was on Good Morning America this morning. I want to put my mouth in his mouth. I'm into that. Okay. But mostly replace it with me. Okay. Well, Sorry. no. <laughs> uh, anyway, you have a boyfriend. I don't. So it's fine. I'm I can have two. <sighs> fine. We One of them is him. Sebastian Stan. He's closer to age with me anyway. This is fair. <sighs> that makes more sense. <laughs> but you're younger. I don't know how Hollywood works. I just okay. Anyway. <laughs> Nate's like, okay, girl, we're going to get really drunk. We're going to get real drunk and just avoid no contact with him. Just like, just ceased. He, doesn't, he ceased to exist for you right now. Like, yeah. Because he's. Because getting drunk is a good solution when you are trying to not text someone. Right? Yeah. I you mean, never you never text anyone. I never don't text anybody Absolutely ever. I, I only text That's people idiotic. sober. How I, dare. I would never in my wildest dreams drunk text anybody. Oh, my God. Imagine. The, the scandal, the nerve. The the misspellings, so much. The autocompletes. Oof, boy. Um, so yeah, so like he's planning to leave town that weekend. To trip go is. To do, yeah, trip is, and so basically he has to just keep. He has to keep Serena away from Trip until he leaves town, and so his idea is to get her drunk and just just, just avoid the conver avoid the topic, avoid him completely, and just get wrapped up in Serena, and obviously. Nate has been harboring, you know, Nate Nate and her haven't really been hanging out, like, one-on-one, -on -one really. And they bring it up, but the last time they got that drunk is at... The Shepherd Wedding! <laughs> Shepherd Wedding! Still it's, don't know who they are. 
if you're playing at home, this is the time when you take a shot. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I feel like that should be a drinking game. Whenever you hear the word shepherd writing, you should just take a shot. Wherever you're drinking, just drink it. Oh, my God. No one knows who the shepherds are. We'll it's never know who the so shepherds funny. are. It's been a long run for three seasons now. I have no idea. Yeah, see, this is a normal way to act with someone after you've had sex with them and it like hasn't been a relationship. Yeah. Because like, they were awkward around each other for ages. She left town and here... Fucking Blair, not Blair, Vanessa and Olivia are like, nothing happened. Okay. Ugh. Anyways. Yeah. But also, like, they have three and a half years to, like, recover yeah. from it. There's, like, a lot of, like, there's at this point, there's, like, time. I feel like if Olivia and Vanessa had time, they'd be fine with it. Mm-hmm. But this is, like, a very raw thing as opposed to Nate and Serena, who've been, like, you know, haven't been that intimate like that in three and a half years. So, uh, Nate confesses that, you know, he was in love with Vanessa at one point. Sorry, love with Serena at one point, and she's like, "What? You were in love with me? Like, yeah, like I, I thought you like the masquerade ball happened in season one. He had confessed that he loved, you know, Serena to Jenny because they were wearing the same mask. Oh my god! And that fucking thing, like this show moves so fast. I forget that that happened. Yeah, and so Serena's like, "What? You said that? You felt that thing? Like, yeah, you're the most like amazing woman I've ever met. Like." I, you know, I feel like Dan and Serena are really, really similar in the fact that like they don't realize things happen, yeah. and someone's like they plant the idea in their head, and they like run with it, like, oh, Dan, you're in love with Vanessa, and he's like, am I? Yes, I am. Yeah, it's like it's only like I feel like anything that's in like their peripheral, yeah. Notice, but like if it's right and slap, right like slap down the middle in front of them, they have no idea what's going on. Exactly, and. This is happening, and I feel like they're both having a similar re- 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 revelations about each, like Dan and Serena, I guess, to this certain degree, having like parallel re- revelations. Whereas, like, Dan's having a re- revelation that, you know, he might have feelings for Vanessa, whereas Serena's having these feelings about Nate potentially. Yeah. These people who have been in their lives for such a long time. And in theory, they kind of like, if you're going to put down like a kind of like a not pros and cons list, but like a like you know compare and contrast. These two character, these two pairs make a lot of sense. They have a lot of history. They've you know been through a lot t- together. It makes sense that these two pairs go together. So, you know when this revelation is happening, Trip comes through and is like, "Yo, so fed up hey. my wife. Straight up lied. She's the one who came up with that tape." And then we learned about two episodes ago. Episodes ago with, with the campaign, the guy falling in the river um, was a stage incident by the campaign, as we knew. But like Trip didn't, didn't realize it was Maureen. We yeah. knew it was Maureen, right? But, but Trip, Trip found out about it somehow. So Maureen, uh, wow, I um, I can't believe she did that. I called her. She admitted it. You okay? Not really. My wife isn't who I thought she was. And neither's my marriage. Hey, thanks for hearing me out earlier. You're a great friend. Yeah. Anytime. Wait, Nate, you knew? Why didn't you say anything to me? Uh, Look, Serena, I don't know anything anymore. I just know I don't want to be alone. Can we take a walk? Yeah. Hey, wait. Serena, I didn't tell you about Maureen because Tripp's a married man. If you go with him now, you're going to cross the line. Thank you for everything, Nate, really. But that line just got a little blurry.
worry. And it's like, I can't even look at her. I don't even want to go home. You know, I just, I just don't want to be alone right now. Yeah. And so he goes to meet up with Nate. and then uh, 18 year old. Yeah. And then he sees Serena there. And it's like, Serena's like, what are you doing here? All, all, breathy. <laughs> all breathy and Serena like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and all like all oh pent up God. with emotion, oh just like God. ready to fucking burst or like from for lopian tubes. Like I'm just gonna, I'm just out here. And my fallopian tubes are very large. <laughs> they've engrossed. Please <laughs> embrace me. And it's really distracting. And it's so funny. Nate is just like crestfallen because he knows he's already lost her. Like it's done. Like whatever kind of you know build that they were having. You know, kind of like emotional center <laughs> and kind of like emotional relevance at this point is completely diminished because Trip walked in and Serena's thirsty. When I see him. And Serena's thirsty as hell. She's so thirsty. And Nate, you know, tries to discourage her. He's like, you're going to cross the line. He's a merry man. She's like, but that line just got blurry. <laughs> and Sorry, like, her her weird saying, that line just got blurry. Like, ugh. Serena, okay. Don't. Relationship. Relationship. Don't. Don't. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's really funny. I like. I wonder why everyone falls in love with Serena. I kind of feel like it is because she's like, I feel like she's, she's a show. She's this manny per- manny manic pixie dream girl Absolutely. of the show, yeah. and she's like removed from reality. And she's like, I I just want to know who I am, and like she's she's not a real person. The thing is, like, also there is like a, an unattainability with Serena. Like she. Seems like the kind of girl that you put on a pedestal. Yeah. And and that was like a lot of the issues that she had with Dan. Exactly. He put her on a pedestal and she's an actual human being with real emotions and real, you know, not necessarily of being good scared and wanting to change. Yeah. Those are her two emotions. The two states of Serena. Yeah, exactly. And when you put somebody on a pedestal when you and when they fall off of that, you know, and you actually see them for who they are, it you know, could be devastating and it was for their relationship. And so like Nate, I feel in a different way has also put her on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And Especially cause like they were, they lost their virginities to each they other. They lost virginities to each other. And also like he was, um, you know, he was Blair's boy- boyfriend for such a long time and he, she was the best friend. And so he was like this, she was this unattainable, you know, mythical creature for him for so long. And now they're both in a place, you know, currently where they're not attached to anybody. You know, Dan and Serena have long been done with, you know, he's not with anybody. He's been single for a while. She's been single for a while. And it's finally a moment where they can actually kind of like come together as equals and potentially Mm -hmm. start something. But then like, she's got feelings for his fucking cousin. And he's like, we're of the same blood. Why don't you love me? Like you love my cousin trip. And it's like, it's a lot going (laughs) on. I, I feel like, you know, you know, there's definitely some, uh, some saltiness there, some uh, some resentment. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I kind of feel like Nate's been in love with her for the past three seasons. Oh yeah, I mean, like I it's, think it's about been, it. yeah, like this undercurrent of like him not, you know, for such a long time he was with um, Dan was with Serena, so like that was kind of off limits. And then Dan and Serena, Dan and Nate became good friends. Yeah, and so like it was going to be a hard transition for that. So there was never really a moment for him 
to really fully commit himself to Serena because then he was with Blair for a little bit too and then he was with Vanessa so like there was never really a moment for them to really get together and now it's finally like their time their moment to really be a couple but, but Trip's being a wrench but Trip is like a married dude who has like really no business even being involved in this conversation decides it's to pop in weird it's like I don't and like, I feel like related. this entire so it's like, it's like yeah. the off-brand version of Nate it's yeah. like how like the like the minions are off brands of the like the of the, the of, high school minions. Yeah, this is off brand. This is like the generic. There's a poor man's version of Nate. Oh my god, absolutely. It's and, just annoying yeah. because like I I don't think like the whole trip Serena thing is believable in any way, but, in any way at all. Like they touched, he touched her wrist one time. It was yeah. like sort of gross and palpable, but not really. Yeah, but I also I feel like they might be trying to compare com- comparisons to like you know the Kennedys. And, like, you know, like, um, Maureen is kind of like the Jacqueline Onassis kind of character, whereas, like, Serena's kind of like the um, Marilyn Monroe kind of character. Oh. Like the blonde bombshell. Yeah, for sure. Except so, in this case, much younger. Yeah. But, like, there's there are definitely comparisons because, like, I feel like uh, the Vanderbilt's and the Vanderbilt's, rather, sorry, the Vanderbilt's. <laughs> they have just, some similar names. So it's similar. Fine. Yeah, the Vanderbilt's are very similar to, like, the Kennedy. Like, they're their own compound. Yeah. So, like, it's very, like, very parallel uh, attitudes. In regards to that, and um, I also like I also yeah. hate Trip because he's yeah. like he has this facade of like you know I'm such a good guy. Look at me. I didn't like I didn't do anything with my campaign because I'm such a good guy. And yet here he is contemplating cheating on Maureen because with like a 19 year old yeah. on his staff. Like I don't I I think there's like there's no like reconciliation in his head of like what it means to be a good person professionally and personally yeah and i hate him for that yeah and it's just and it's also just like <sighs> there's a manipulation of power there oh absolutely and you know he you know while they have a history outside of the campaign he is still technically our boss yeah yeah so um yeah not great look at all for this I, I hate this i hate this a lot i don't it's like it's i yeah, don't know it's, it's, it's a contrived b disgusting gross so yeah so there's a lot of elements here and nate is you know devastated because he's so in love with serena but he also sees that like she's making a mistake he always thinks nate also like you know as you said puts her on a pedestal but always thinks she's doing the wrong thing yeah like simultaneously thinks she's perfect yet so imperfect yeah, the thing is, yeah, like I feel like he, in a, in a ideal world, he could have her under her, uh, have her under his control. It's like these are the things he should be doing. Yeah, which like yeah, Serena is a really bad decision maker, but also she's eighteen, and also Nate, you're a really shitty decision maker. Yeah, like they can't manipulate anybody. They <laughs> they're always getting manipulated, and you know, it's it's it's, it's really because. I'm trying, what I'm trying to say is the these two men, these two Vanderbilts are trying to control Serena in a way, like in yeah, degree. like you know you have in different ways, in different ways you have Nate who has had long harbored feelings for Serena and knows that you know if she does this with Trip, she's going to be you know doing something she hasn't really done before, which is like be you know involved with somebody who is in in a, in a marriage, yeah. You know, I don't know the word homewrecker, but like it's a, 
involved with the married person. Yes, yeah, yeah. married person. And then you have Trip, who's like manipulating her with his feelings, and also like the just the. the power. I don't want to be alone right now because I just found, I want to process my feelings for what my wife did to me by spending time with you in a romantic context. Yeah, and it's just like all types of fucked up. It's so bad. These are the Vanderbilts are bad. Bad people. So. Men are trash. So you like we leave this episode with like Nate, you know, harboring his feelings and like you know drinking whiskey in this bar where Serena and Trip are at like you know their house, you know upstate, and uh, they kiss and they make kiss. Uh, bad decisions. They yeah. kiss, right? Yeah, they kiss. Okay, and uh, it's a, a big ass bummer. It's. It's so annoying. It's really annoying, and, 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 and you know, you see these characters making these bad decisions, and you, and you know, you have to remember they are. They're people. like this is this is something that I I was discussing with my coworker today about like um, we were talking about Riverdale actually, and like how I don't know if you remember in like the first few episodes, like they had this whole thing about Betty having an eating disorder, mm. and it was like it was just like removed, and we were talking about how like oh no, she had I don't think she had, did she have an eating disorder. Sort of. I thought she like clenched her hands and like left she, marks and stuff like that, and she was having like a. I thought she had an eating disorder. She had like some sort of like Blair had an eating disorder. I know that. Yeah, and like that was also like removed. We were talking about how like these these things like that these aren't tra- like Gossip Girl doesn't have traditional teen problems. They have problems. They're like I'm gonna get mar- involved with a married like congressman, yeah. and not like you know I'm I forgot to do my math homework. Like they shouldn't try to put traditional teenage things and like uh dramas like this yeah i feel like it's 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 bad writing and it's not gonna like do any justice for that yeah no i i I agree it's hard because like i feel like at first they are trying to like this show gossip girl they try to have like relatable teen experiences thrown in with these adult situations but like even from the get-go like right from the rip there was not really much of any kind of adult uh, kind of like teenage experiences yeah because these are also kids who like drank very heavily yeah and had lots of access have a lot of money access and there's not really any kind of you know uh there's uh, there's no real teen stuff like that's even, like, like not even teen just like normal people shit like, like there's no real like concept of that except for like maybe the humphreys but well, i feel like that's kind of the basis of the whole show i feel like i feel like it's really hard for us to remember their teens because of that yeah like we don't remember their teens because they don't do teen things. Like they don't do normal people things. This is a fantasy show right. about uh, weird aliens living in I don't know Manhattan. rich Earth. Indeed. So uh, yeah, that's... in Manhattan. Yeah, Manhattan. Manhattan, not um, New York. Manhattan. What about Jenny? Uh, no. We'll talk about we'll talk about her briefly. <laughs> okay. Um. So Jenny, she is hanging out with this diplomat from um. We will not discuss how she knows the diplomat, but uh, the diplomat's kid, he is in town with his father, and she's showing him around the city, and um, they go to Central Park. And she's like, oh, girl, like, look at the minions. Look at me. I'm with this hot dude. Oh, my God. Don't don't look now with those, those are the chafing mean girls. They're going to die of jealousy. Uh, toy sail- sailboats? Really? Come on. Uh, it might be cool in Belgium, but in Manhattan, only little kids do that. 
right? There's like there's like from a rivalry school, rival school, and they're like the mean girls from that rival school, and they see, five families. Yes, and then they see her um, going using the dinghies, the boats, and she's like, "Oh my god, this is so embarrassing." He's using the toy sailboats. And then, you know, he sends one off into the lake and then returns one with a different number. <gasps> Turns out that he is selling drugs. He put, He's shipping drugs. He's shipping drugs. Cher does not ship this. I do not ship this. Uh, Get it? Because there's boats, ships. <laughs> uh, God is not on. Um, <sighs> nautical. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> not on. K N O T, like the speed that ships go at. Or N A U T. I I know I was making another joke. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. Nautical. Nautical. Not. Okay. What are other boat jokes you could make? Uh, boat shoes. I don't know. Sorry. Sure. Sure. <laughs> ahoy, oh, hoy. Uh, what? Ahoy. Ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, hoy. That's a good greeting that sailors say, maybe. I don't know. I heard it on the thing. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, so oh boy. one had the E in it, the other one had the cash. Oh my and god! So lunch now, and so Jenny is kind of conflicted now because she is queen of all the Upper East Side. She's like officially the last episode. She is like queen of the Upper East Side, and now um, she's kind of realizing that like while now that she's queen, it's kind of born at the top. She doesn't have she doesn't have a man to keep her company or any friends really at this point. It's just people who fear her. But that's about yeah. it. And like all they do is go to like fancy parties and like you know it is boring. And go, to, go to events, but it's boring and I just wear like you know couture. That's yeah. about the biggest thing you get to do. And you have you know arm candy, but that's it. And she wants something real. So, As a fifteen-year-old queen, 16. so whatever. Sure. So. This new guy, Damien, comes into the picture, and he's, you know, from Europe. He doesn't really have any, like, you know, uh, history on the Upper East Side. He is not an Upper East Side guy. He's from away, so it's nice for her to, like, have somebody who's not even of this world. Girl, so, like, I I thought that Damien and Carter were the same person for such a long time. Like, not not this time rewatching it, but, like, like, a long time ago. They were, like... I don't know. They have very similar looks and mannerisms. I mean, They're Damien's like, not cute, but like they have like six feet of difference as far as like height goes. Like Damien's really short. You can't tell how tall Carter is on this. You can because he's tall and gorgeous. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you sound so sad? Because I love Sebastian Stan so much. Oh I stand him. Um, yes, I, I allow that. You can stand. You can stand him. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Hang on. I'm gonna look up this guy's height. His name is Kevin Zegers. Sure it is. Oh, okay. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you shit. I feel like you don't believe me that his name is Kevin Zegers. Oh. Can I? How do you find out someone's height? IMD. Okay. Oh, this is happening. I'm doing it. This, he's five foot ten. Okay, but like it feels like Sebastian's at least six. Let's find out. Oops, I clicked. Which down. actually means if he's five ten on IMD, he's actually five eight. That's true. Sebastian Stan is Seafull Bio. Oh my god, why isn't it loading? My life is loading. It feels like my life is buffering. <gasps> Six foot. 
Okay, that means he's like that means he's they're probably me. approximately the same height. No, probably two and a half. I, I don't know. They maybe like whatever. You know what? I I'm gonna stand. On yeah, this. you're gonna stand I'm on gonna, this. I'm gonna stand on this and say that he's obviously taller. Anyway, he looks so much shorter than how tall is Chris Evans? I just want to go home and watch Captain America. I never watched it. I probably will ever. Actually, it's so good. I think you would really hate it. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Thank you. You're Although welcome. I saw the Avengers trailer came out today. Avengers Infinito. And it didn't look terrible. Although I love uh, Black Panther, so I was here for that. Um, What else? So, yeah, so Chris Evans is also six foot. Okay, I'm done. Okay, cool. I'm going to check at Chris Pine quickly. Okay. While you're doing that, I'm going to talk about the rest of this episode. <laughs> okay. Um, And so while Jenny is very intrigued by this new guy in her life, uh, he who is not be named uh, steps in and you know tries to get them apart, saying like I don't really want your influence on her. You need to be careful, and so that only ignites Jenny to push further into she is arms. bored as fuck. She's bored and, and she like, wants some excitement. I think she wants to get into selling drugs because of that. Yeah, it's. I mean, I get it. I don't know. <laughs> Let's sell drugs. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Let's sell drugs. Let's sell drugs. Let's sell drugs. Gossip Girls sells drugs. <laughs> we don't sucks. actually sell drugs. No, we don't. Or I'm too lame to. I'm too. I'm too um, nerdy to. Yeah, that requires doing things. Word. Like, like what cars leave my house? And I'm I don't want to like, just be on the internet. Word. Uh, but that's yeah. So we'll be back after these messages. For listeners of the Gossip Girls podcast, Lola's offering a 50% savings on your first order. Get your first two box order for just $9, regularly $18. So Lola has 100% organic cotton menstrual products Ooh. for people who menstruate. But they also have a My First Period box that I really want to get, even it's though so I'm cute. so many periods in. Same. There's I... like a little pamphlet, too. Like, I want to learn about my period. When did you get your first period? When I was 13. I got mine when I was 15. I was a super late bloomer. That's oh why I didn't God. get boobs until I was like 22. I got my period on my, like, my first period was on my way back from Hawaii on a family trip. And so, like, as soon as I got back, I got my period. And I was like, thank God you didn't interrupt my beach trip. I got my first period in the middle of a history test. Ew. And I. Oh, did you like, think you peed yourself? Yeah. And then I was so excited because I was like, fucking finally. I know. I was like, because I was like When's 15 going When's on 16. And I was like, I still hadn't had my period yet. And I was like, am I, am I dead inside? So if you, <laughs> if you are not dead inside, but you want to start your first two box order for just nine dollars instead of eighteen dollars you can go to trymylola.com slash gossipgirls.simplecast.com again that's trymylola.com slash gossipgirls.simplecast.com get your first two box order for just nine dollars menstruation yeah and we are back with fashion fashion put it all on me did Just you want to see these clothes, clothes on me it works because lady gaga so how many <gasps> oh my we, God! Finally did it. we finally did it we did it Fuck yeah fashion, so put it all on me don't you want to see these clothes on me fashion, fashion put it all on me don't you want to see na, 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 na. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> so, i don't know any of the words that okay. song that's fine uh dan's horrific outfit he wears during the play Oof. Oh my god. So he has a gray v neck, I believe. Mm. And it's a Henley. Oh boy. It's a Henley. He's wearing a fucking Henley. Oh god. He has like yeah, it's gray. And then on top of that, it's short sleeve. It's short sleeves. Oof. And then he has a vest. Mm. He has a vest on top of that. And then he has a plaid scarf and a fedora. Ugh. 
No. Just zero out of a hundred. Mm. Zero out of a thousand. I mean, granted, it's a costume for the play. It's supposed to be like a douche. Like, but um, those are clothes he owns. You know, he owns those oh, clothes. Oh, absolutely. Like he just yeah, he just all in one outfit. But he definitely owns all of those. Oh my god. Oof. Uh, Serena's uh, braid ponytail. She rocked it in the last episode. And she I it again love this year. her braid ponytail I'm so not much. Sure, how I feel about it. I don't like how high it is. I love it. Okay. Okay. That's I wish fine. I could do that. But my hair doesn't do that. Yeah. She has really long hair. Yeah. So it works for her. Um, Blair's beret means that she's now an artsy person. Oh my God. She's a tish. She's a tish person. She's a tish. She's, she's art. She's a, she's a theater person. Theater. A theater. Going to a theater, mother. My friend in high school used to pronounce theater like theater. Nope. Yep. It was cute. I mean, I know friends have that too. Like theater. Theater. Like, job. <laughs> Don't. Um. <laughs> What else? Uh, oh, Serena uh, Blair's uh, crown and uh, cape for the play. I thought was really cute. Yeah, I thought that was like it's a good. That's a good costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, tech, low tech. I guess or music. Actually, yeah. Let's talk about music. Fashion. Put it all on me. Lady okay. Gaga. Lady Gaga plays yeah. bad romance. So Lady Gaga performs in this episode, and yes. we didn't really talk about that, but she has like a five-minute performance where she does it's like a music video. Yeah, and it's like it's of bad romance. Yeah, and Which she's is like, like a huge hit. That's oh my god, it was love everywhere. bad romance. I love that song too. so much. Oh, I love that song. It's so good. Yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of Lady Gaga in this because Lady Gaga is also heavily featured in the play that Dan supposedly writes. Yes. And my favorite part is when they start singing Love Game. I 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 love game. And it just like goes on. It goes on. It's so absurd. Forever. I love it so much. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's really fun to see Lady Gaga perform on Gossip Girl, and she like does like a legit like music video type of um performance yeah and like i think it's it's kind of similar to what the monster ball was like we mm-hmm. we watched like the quote-unquote dress rehearsal that she does at tish um but like it's just basically the monster ball it's her performance it's so good um oh tech low tech i love game i love i'm sorry i'm obsessed with that <laughs> no no it's fine it's uh, so stupid there's not much oh tech low tech in this episode but i think the idea of cabaret is kind of old tech yeah yeah just like like oh, oh cabaret is very old timey form of theater i think it came i know it's european for sure I, i'm not sure if it's french or german uh i think it must be french yeah but you know like kind of like music theater kind of with like a twist yeah so uh that's fine and it's also kind of like the first time they kind of uh, talked about that for a way into uh uh, into like the theater concept because like we they've done plays and stuff like that and talk about theater to a certain step but like cabaret is like a certain part. Yeah, there was like the the Victor Victrola thing too that right. like they had the cabaret. Right. I mean, yeah, I guess I, was, I guess you're right. So yeah, so they haven't really touched on it too much, but uh, yeah, so cabaret, uh, the boats at the sailboats for sailboats. sure. Yeah, it's like who used sailboats? Um, no but, one. Yeah. Um, but also Lady Gaga pre Joanne, I guess, kind of <laughs> low tech. Oh, <laughs> uh, her pyrotechnics! Oh my god, adorable. Um, so observations. Uh, so I watched this episode with my boyfriend, yes. and he was he had a few comments. He Excellent. was like, he said, 
my white boyfriend said, this guy is going to apply to a playwriting program and he hasn't written a play ever. Cool, white dude. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, he also... When like, am I crying? <laughs> Absolutely. He also, like, when they mentioned uh, Dan was going to take Vanessa to Morrissey, he turns to me and he goes, ooh, Morrissey. Morrissey's trash. I, I, yeah. Like, I I'm, I, I love the Smiths, but, like, Morrissey on his own is fucking worse. Well, but, Morrissey, like, had just said that stupid shit after, like, uh, Kevin a... Spacey and Weinstein, yeah. too. And so, uh, like, that that's why he, like, turned to me and said that. Because, uh, like, topical. fucking, yeah, everything, everything is, every old thing is new again. Oh, God damn it. Uh, yeah. He, oh, also, another uh, story observation is that Lady Gaga uh, knew, wrote Poker Face about Cyrus. <laughs> that, that is a thing that apparently happened because she knew him when she was at Tish inexplicably. Yeah, they, like, went their old poker what? buddies. They gambled like, together. She was 23 and Cyrus is at least 80. Yeah. <laughs> also, fun fact about uh, Wallace Shawn. I am watching Star Trek DS9 right now, and he plays a Ferengi in the recent episode that I watched. Adorable. Yeah, it's so cute. I was like, that sounds like Wallace Shawn. I was like, oh, it is Wallace Shawn. Of course he plays a Ferengi. Okay, so, um, yeah, so as far as my story observations, uh, I'm sad to see Olivia leave. I'm, I'm oh obsessed with Hillary leave. Um, this is the last episode that we actually see of Hillary. This is the last one she's billed as. We don't see her again. So I'm bummed about that. But I also, um, I don't know. I'm still kind of, I'm weary about Blair trying to be in this theater thing. Because, like, like, much like Dan, she doesn't really have any, like, acting jobs. Yeah. Blair, like. Blair has a different thing going on in her life because she still doesn't really know what she's like. She doesn't know where she fits in in college. Yeah. And so she's trying so hard to figure that out. Yeah. She's like, and the thing is like, we all do the same in college. Yeah. And we all try to try you a bunch put on of a bunch out. of different weird berets to figure yeah. out which one fits. Exactly. We, you know, we try the acapella beret. We took out the, the painting beret. We took out the debate beret. But we, you know, we try a bunch of things on our freshman year and then kind of like by sophomore and junior year, we kind of like get into a rhythm. Yeah. And, and so she's only a freshman. Yeah, and the thing is with Blair is that she's never really felt the need to fit in anywhere because people fit in around her. Yeah. And so um, it was never really her prerogative to ever do that. Now she's like, you know, trying to make a name for herself in this new element. And it's uh, it's a bit scary. So it's um, just seeing her for a way into this is a little weird. But um, I support her for trying. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to raise this bitch? Um... You know what? I am ready to rate it. Okay, I'm gonna give it a seven. I would also give it a seven. Yeah, I felt like it was like I would maybe even give it an eight. Yeah, because Lady Gaga. No, fucking... for sure. I love Lady Gaga. She's fantastic. Yeah, but I think like as far as like sufficient storylines, I think that um, as far as the parallels between like Dan's realization of feelings and Nate and his realizations of feelings is kind of interesting. Oh, not Nate necessarily, but Serena. Mm-hmm. Those two parallels are really interesting as far as those relationships their, go. Their stupidity of, or like their inability to recognize anything going on and around oblivion. them. And oblivion. Yes. Yeah, because like... The oblivion. Blo- sorry. Oh my God. I, love I am so sorry I that I... It, no. I love it. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, but I think that the others... I mean, like, because last episode was so iconic... Mm-hmm. 
Um, it kind of... It was like the one that like, don't let your kids watch this, parents. Right. There's a threesome. But also all the incredible development with Jenny and everybody in that episode had a thing to do. Mm-hmm. It kind of like dropped the ball a little bit as far as like character development. That's very that true. Incredible episode. So yeah, solid seven for me. That's good. So um, on that note... Thanks, guys, so much for listening to our new altered little bit of the show. <laughs> and uh, we're going to continue doing the show as much as we can um, and uh, try to not mention uh, Voldemort. Yeah. Uh, also, Chris Pine is six feet tall. Oh, God, he's so perfect. I know. That's such a perfect height. Is it? That's a, but that's a perfect share height. Oh, my God. I want to make out with it. Same. Uh, you can you can uh, send me the deets on Chris Pine and any all things about Chris Pine at Share Musings. Me at Kale Hummus, and you can see that I have made several charts on what which Chris's are good and which aren't. Indeed. Um, we wanted to give a shout out to Cards Against Humanity and some office for their facilities and equipment. Thank you so much. We want to give a shout out to our collective Post Loudness, which is an independent podcast collective featuring shows hosted by people of color, women, and queer identified hosts. They're all you can learn about them at postloudness.com. Or I love them. that postloudness is a thing. Can me. I just say, I'm just so happy that you did that. Thank you. I'm so happy. Me too. Um, you can follow everything they're doing at postloudness FM on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, we can follow our podcast on Twitter at Gospel Girls Pod, like us on Facebook at Gospel Girls Podcast. Um, you can. Email us if characters, if 280 characters are too much for you, not enough, not enough, then you, not can, enough. you can go to uh, the Gospel Girls podcast at gmail.com to send us long mail emails. And we are going to be tweeting about our uh, Google Voice uh, number so you can leave us voicemails. We definitely want you guys to do that. Oh my God, this is the only time where a voicemail wouldn't make me anxious. I would listen to it immediately. Same. Also, like on the record, I talked about this on Twitter recently, but like I love sending emails, but I don't mind taking phone calls. I don't mind it. I will call anybody, but an email? Fuck that. There can Emails are forever. You can't see like misspellings in voicemails. Exactly. Exactly. So um, you can do that. Check, check us out on Twitter and uh, give us a message. Leave us a message. No, sorry. Leave us a uh, review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. We would love to hear good or bad. Honestly, the bad are hilarious. So interesting yeah. reviews also great. Exactly. We want to hear like context. We want to hear some criticism. We want to hear what you got to say. It also helps people to find our podcast. So you can go to Apple Podcasts and uh, follow us anywhere you can listen to um, to uh, our stuff. Uh, on that note, we'll be back next week with some new episodes. Some hotter takes. Oh yeah, all the takes. We got them. We got hot takes. We got them. Hot takes. We've got them. No, I'm sorry. We I... got cold ones too. I don't know. Sorry. They're real mediocre sometimes. Indeed, but lukewarm, on that note... lukewarm takes. Okay. <laughs> so you know you love us. XOXO. Gossip girls. Post loud.